You're listening to The S-Rank on the Triple S Studios Podcast Network. Today we're talking to someone whose voice you have definitely heard before. She is also in some of your favorite uh, shows, including Supernatural and uh, Stargate Atlantis. Welcome... Brandy Cop, the voice of Palutena and Zelda in Smash Ultimate. She's also Zelda, yes. <laughs> Hello, Brandy. How are you doing today? Hi. Really, really good. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, we'll just get uh, right into it. We're so happy to have you on the program. You're from Kelowna, so you're just a bit uh, up north of where we are, but you have moved. So you're in Colorado now. I am, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were in I'll... Los Angeles for about fifteen years, and then we had we made pe- little people. <laughs> and, uh, it, we just wanted to raise them in a, a little bit more of a just a little bit more normalcy, a little bit less of the business. While I love the business and I'm grateful to be a part of it, I just wanted a little bit more. I don't know how to word it otherwise without sounding rude. Just normalcy. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. And it's more affordable here. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely helps. Yeah. Obviously from Kelowna and we found a town that we feel like along the Rockies that we feel like is such a beautiful blend of both of those places. Oh, okay. Um and it's just so calm and when I'm just it's wonderful. I'm very happy to be here. That's Aww. awesome. Yeah. That's so nice. So, um when you started out as uh an actress, uh you started going out uh, you started in the Canadian film industry, so Vancouver considered Hollywood North. Um, what age did you uh, know that you wanted to be an actress? Oh, it's You know, it's strange. I wasn't one of those kids that grew up knowing exactly that I wanted to be in this business. I just had no idea what I wanted to do in life. I knew it had to do something to do with sports or entertaining people and just making people laugh and playing. And um, I always found... I mean, I guess I can get real with this, but um, my parents had a very tumultuous relationship in our home. And I found that if I could add humor, it would lighten things a little bit and make it feel a little safer, a little calmer. And so I just thought, how can I make money doing this (laughs) in my future? (laughs) Because I was trained sort of as a child in my own house. So and um, so then, yeah, I just started going on auditions. I just went to Vancouver and thought, let me give this a shot. And I met it with an agent and um, I was 18 and uh, just started going on some auditions. And in the first few years, got very lucky and worked a lot. And then it's one of those industries where if you're not either working your ass off in every class you can, reading every acting book you can, making sure you're in the gym all the bloody time, if you're, it's not your absolute 1000% passion to be an on-camera actor, it's a very, very hard world to stay in. Um, and then, you know, from and then for me, I just one day I was loving it. And then I was like, um, I don't know if I fit here anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. And then I called my agent just to talk about something. And she said, you know, there's this audition for a Barbie movie um, and you have a young sounding voice for your age. And so give it a shot. And so I did and I got it. And, I, and then when I went to record, I went, where has this been all my life? This is exactly <laughs> where I belong and I get to be a goof I get to play and do all these voices and it doesn't matter what I look like (laughs) that's the best that's the best part um I William's got some more questions for you but before we move on I just want to say 
it, it's so uh, it's so surreal for us because we are so hardcore Smash Bros people. It's just like this sounds like oh. one of the conversations that Palutena is having with Pitt, and it feels like she she's teaching us about something <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's it's very it's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of acting involved for Palutena. I just was my mother self. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, no, that's absolutely wonderful it must have been it must have been really relaxing to come into the studio and kind of just have a bunch of fun in your own voice it really was and my girlfriend Allie had told me about it and she goes just be you as a mother because your palatine yeah. is a very much a mothering role she'll yeah. give you shit she'll give you love she'll get you know all the things that a mother does and so um it was not I, want, I don't want to say easy but it was comfortable yeah no absolutely it. I loved it so you were friends with Allie before you took Palutena as the role? We were the like sisters for 10 years before I even knew actually she did the role because she does so many that I didn't even know about this one. And then she couldn't do this one for other reasons. And she was like, you should send, let, let's record you doing, I had just gotten into the, industry, the voice industry. Right. And she goes, let's record a couple lines because you know me so well, so you'll be able to pick up on my nuances without really trying. And so we sent it in and they called back within an hour. They're like, can you come in next week and record? <laughs> I was like, yes, okay. Wow. Wow. See, that is that is what we're aiming for here on this show, that t- kind of like insight. Because uh, Googling you anywhere on the internet, you would not be able to find that specific piece of information. That's just so awesome to know. Well, yeah. and when Allie's at conventions, she's, she's like, everyone always asks, are you really friends? And I'm like, we are like, if you could <laughs> bind our blood it is the only closer way we could be to sisters. We are unbelievably, we've been friends forever. I was, she's the first person I met when I moved to LA. She lived actually in the guest house of one of my husband's friends and her and I clicked immediately. I love oh, That's, that's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so out of curiosity, because we were talking about Smash Bros. Ultimate, um, what was your experience with video games before you started voiceover? So n- I had obviously never voiced anything uh, otherwise. And my video game experience was I will kill you at Dr. Mario. Oh, yeah. And, oh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm an 80s child. So I grew up with the original Nintendo. And I still to this day, I play with my daughter's five and I play with her because I'm trying to teach her. And I, I want her to get really good so that it's a fun challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we can use it as like, a, OK, if you beat me, you get to go on this sleepover or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that and then, you know, all the racing games and things like that and then guitar hero came out in my early 20s and me and my roommates loved playing that (laughs) otherwise i actually didn't play a ton of i was so busy playing sports that i didn't play a lot of um video games oh yeah but now having kids and having done this role super smash brothers is so much fun my husband and daughter have finished it twice already they play (laughs) all the time and then she always she now that she's five connects that it's me um, but before she, I would say that and she would just look at me like, what do you, what do you want attention for mom? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need me to know that? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, okay. So I actually have not met many people that are just like, well, Dr. Mario was my game. So that is awesome. Cause you talk about Dr. Mario in the conversation. Like, uh-huh. was that a full circle moment for you? Or... Oh, completely. And the fact that she's talking about Mar- Mario, I'm actually dressing up as Mario for Halloween next month. My, 
what my husband's going to be Bowser. The kids are care. We just love the characters. And so Aww. Mario has always been my favorite. Um, and so that I got to have scenes even with him and giving advice on how to fight him and how he's old school. So don't mess with him because he knows some shit you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so when you heard uh, the opportunity was available, so Ali told you about the opportunity. And then when you went in to record her lines, were you actively, do you think you were actively trying to mimic her nuances, her voice, sort of? Yes. In the first, um, oh, God, why can't I remember the director's name? Aha! I have to Google it. Pretend I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember well, her name right now. We'll anyway, edit that in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I went in, she was, I was trying to emulate exactly what I'd heard Allie do as the character. And so I was just actually trying to mimic her voice. And after the first three lines, the director, she just, she said, no, 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 no. I need you to mimic your friend who you know, not her voice, not the sound. And that was the a key thing that I was taught for the rest of my career is anytime I've mimicked any actress, I'm not mimicking the sound of their voice. I'm mimicking their intention in that line. And anytime, even if you, you have to play someone high society, you literally lift your chin and it makes you speak different. So it's not about your voice. It's about how you're the intention behind it, like what you're giving. So as soon as I went, okay, she's a mother, she's a mothering role. And then Palatina just came out and you're like, Oh, there it is. And then we just went with that. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. That's, yeah. That's so cool. The the intention thing in the... Yeah, I've never heard that before. I've never heard a voice actor talk about the way that they mimic others or anything like that. Because I guess uh, a lot of voice actors that I've spoken to are kind of like up-and-comers. They haven't really had a chance to do that sort of role. So that's some really interesting insight. I don't think I would have really gotten from anywhere else. Yeah. The oh, industry yeah, yeah. term is like uh, voice match. Is that? Yes, exactly yes. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, Ginny McSwain. That's her name. Ginny McSwain. She was the director. She's Ginny McSwain. Huge Shout director out. in LA. She's Shout amazing. Ginny McSwain. <laughs> and I loved that she it was my first recording job ever. And she was not, she didn't hold back. She didn't, wasn't you know, with gloves with me. She wasn't gentle with me. She was like, no, nope, that didn't work. Do something else. And I was like, yes, throw me in with the wolves. I love this because <laughs> I don't need to be, you know, treated de delicately. I was an actress. <laughs> I was beaten down. Trust me, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, years of experience with that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very curious, actually, as to your film roles. What were some of the favorite ones that you did before you sort of transitioned more into voice? Ah. Uh... Or film or TV, I suppose. I have to say, so Stargate was really, really fun because I was walking, it was a small role, but I was walking into a set where I knew everybody. Because in Vancouver, it's a small, well, it's bigger now, but it's a small group of people and everyone sort of knows everyone through different parties or different dating or this or that or whatever. Everybody knows everybody. So yeah. I walked into such a comfortable place and these people had been doing this show for so long that they just, it was... I've been on sets where before where you get there and you don't know where to stand. You don't know what's at, needed of you. You only know that you're, you're wearing your wardrobe, your makeup's on, and you have your lines memorized. And it's so nice to walk into a place where people are like, oh, let's chill here. Okay, and when, when we do it, you're going to sit over there, put your knees up because it looks cuter on camera, but face this way and this and that. And the actors are just 
really helping each other. And it was such a beautiful experience. And also a cute thing from that is <laughs> to this day, I got to say, I had never actually met Jason before, but I was walking around a corner and I hear this deep booming voice talking. And this was like 2003 or four, maybe um, to Jason Momoa. He was much younger. I go oh, around yeah. a corner and he goes, I said, hi. And I look up at this massive, gorgeous man. And he goes, hey, darling. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, hi oh my god i've never been taken off my feet before i've never no i'm not impressed by beautiful men or big muscles or any of that stuff that's nothing i've really cared about and i was just like i'm dumb this is not fair no one is allowed to look like that yep. <laughs> no human should have all of that yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so cool oh, oh. That's so cool. You worked with him. So when you moved to L.A. and you started picking up uh, roles there, what do you think were some of the major differences you found between uh, Canadian film industry and American film industry? You want truth? Oh, <laughs> real yes. truth? Of truth. Money, money on these American sets in L.A. I could not believe the difference between and it's the, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with the way it's done in Canada. It's just done fancy in the States. And so I was doing a Warner Brothers show and, you know, they tell me where to go for wardrobe. I drive onto the set. The, the security guy asks, acts like he knows me because I'm in the computer. Like their whole thing is to make you feel really comfortable. And I had a parking spot for wardrobe. I go in there and it's a wardrobe that is like a celebrity would have, you know, the lighting and the everything in the room. And then, you know, drinks and food over here for you. Like the event, it was just one of those things. I'm like, am I the queen for the day? <laughs> incredible. And then set was just this incredible experience. So for me, it was money. It was experience. They've all been doing this just every day. This is what they do. So there's no beats missed. There's no waiting and lag time the way that I've found. And but what's funny is that I didn't like my time on set in the States more than Canada. It's just totally different. One's just sort of a fancier, bougier, ooh, I feel fancy kind of thing on set. And the other one is like, I'll get down and dirty with the grip. I'll lift that light for you while it's not my shot. I don't care. Like it's a little bit more team effort feeling in Canada, yeah. which I really, really love because it's such a Canadian thing. Do you think then, so in Canada, it's a bit of a more collaborative experience? It felt like, my experience, it was that, yeah. Yeah, it really was. And Everyone got to know at lunch, everybody sat together. There's no, the grips are over there. The actors are over there. It's everybody's together. Yeah. The, the way that um, Canada sounds, it's almost like uh, more live theater than yeah. Hollywood, I guess. Yeah. That, that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because of the volume. There's just so much more going on in the States. Yeah. It's such a, a more populous country. Um, and just the, the industry is so full that you you could, you know, never meet the same actor working on all these different shows. So yeah. it's it's not to any detriment. It's not that anyone's doing anything wrong. There's just a hell of a lot more experience and money in one place. So with uh, voiceover, do you feel that that's also a more, uh, do you think that experience is closer to being theater than it is film or TV acting? Voice is its own world. Uh, I would say it's equal in both places when it comes to the money involved um, or the class involved or the respect or the, it's very, very similar similar in both places. Uh, and that was one of my favorite things about it is that you work with a director or producer and they're like, oh, we're going to get you back for a different show. And we, with on TV, you're like, yeah, if I look the role or if I, because it's very much based on what you look like and that's understandable. Whereas with voice, when they say that, you hear from them next week. <laughs> and um, it's a very, not tight knit, meaning 
exclusive because it's a very inclusive I was welcomed with open arms people were so kind and I was always told it's a really really hard industry to get into and what I learned is it is unless you're really good at it unless you (laughs) (laughs) I know that sounds rude but if you're really good at it by nature like what I want to teach my kids is figure out what you're naturally good at and then work your ass off on that because then you'll be so far ahead of someone who just loves the idea of that and is working toward it but isn't naturally gifted the way that you are and I recognize that from a young age, I've always been mimicking and it's something that I've kind of naturally been gifted with. So then I worked really, really hard. I went to every class I could. I took all everything and just all I wanted to do was learn. And for like a year before I even went to get an agent, uh, I was like, I want to be so good at this that I go in with confidence instead of please believe in me. You know, I want to go in with, no, you should believe in me. I'm going to make you some money. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a good way to get a leg up. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's comes with humble and hard work instead of, I like that when I get a role now, it's because I worked really hard or because I'm good at it, not because of something else. Yeah. You know, you know, the other side of the industry, the, the, all the stuff that's attached with the other industry is just not, wasn't my vibe. Um, but uh, yeah, I found this one and went, oh God, I find I found my fit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, with Super Smash Bros, the I'm, I'm trying to just piece together the timeline in which things happened. Um, so you came on to record for uh, initially Smash Bros for 3DS and Wii U um, before you came back, I suppose, to do more voices for Smash Ultimate. So if I'm remembering correctly, Smash 4 came out in around 2014. I think 2014. Yeah. So did you get uh, to record lines? I suppose it would have been like sometime in 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's usually about a year. Sometimes like when I did Octo, Octo, Octopath, is it called? Octopath. Yeah. 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 I get that one wrong all the time. Um, uh, That one was like two years later. So sometimes, honestly, the way that I find out that a game that I've done comes out is like you guys, or I'll suddenly get a whole bunch of emails from young fans going, oh, I'm loving this game. I'm like, oh, the game's out. That's great. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way I find out. (laughs) That's so sweet. What's your interaction been like with the fans so far? Uh, I haven't done any cons because I was actually about to start when COVID hit. Ali and I were going to go to um, Ireland together and <laughs> do one there. And then COVID hit and everything got canceled. And since then, it's just now they're just doing them like this. Yeah. Um, so she does a ton of them at her home studio. And uh, my husband actually built me this home studio. Um, and uh, I'm so I love it because I started in a closet in our house where I moved some clothes. I would put a sheet over my head and over the computer and record. Yep, that's my setup right now. <laughs> that's why I'm so happy we have the studio. Well, that's what we were doing <laughs> yeah. before today, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Isn't yeah. it a dream? It's, it's, such, it's so it's crazy. It's such a dream. <laughs> it's surreal. And I've got a space that looks eerily similar to yours where you're sitting. Yeah, I want to show you. Wait, yeah, it is that way. I have a furry wall. Oh, (laughs) the furry wall. (laughs) Um, my my space kind of cuts off right where the door is. It's only really as wide as a door. Um, but it's just wooden panels, like to your right. And uh, doesn't it feel like a like a spa? 
It really does. I almost feel like I'm in a sauna. So like a I'm sauna, hoping, yeah. I'm hoping to put a little AC unit or something in there because I can tell it's going to get warm once I'm set up. Yeah. Well, honestly, contact me about that because my husband put one in. He he wired mine to our house system. And okay. then there's this machinery that you can put in. I'm looking at it down there. There's this machinery you can put in that makes it silent coming in um, so oh, that I can have AC because we did it in the basement. So one side of it is actually underground and the other side goes out to outside. I said, let's make it really big and inspired so I can like dance in here if I need to like just you don't want to feel claustrophobic when you're working so I have silly pictures everywhere of my kids and my family and totally inappropriate things everywhere (laughs) 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 keep me laughing uh you need a place in your home where you can um just be entirely you yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) I'm hoping to convert my garage into an area like that I've got my piano in there I think I'll make it into like a like an open air studio where I can go into a recording booth and stuff I think I think that's the way to go. Some place where you can just be yourself and shake it all out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. That's why we put this door thing here co- covers the door for sound, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> completely, completely alone and be left alone yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I have a recording for an hour tonight, honey. You take the kids. <laughs> oh man. Oh, wow. But um, I'm sorry, back to your question. Yes. So I hadn't gone to the con with her. And then since COVID, it's just been emails. Um, and a couple fans will ask for a video of a happy birthday, which is hilarious to me, because if you're not famous, I'm not famous at all. So if you're not famous, you're like, moi? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, so you do that. And it's just, it, it's more f- amazing for me than it is for them, I think, because I'm just like, you really want a video of me? That's really sweet. Aw, <laughs> that's so nice. Hey, well, you gotta take, you gotta get on Cameo and take that to the bank. Essentially, really should yeah. consider that. I actually got Cameo of a hockey player for my husband um, for Valentine's Day. Um, he's just, a, he's a, well, he's from Calgary, so he's a hockey freak. But the huge ones like Jerome McGinley aren't on there, damn it. So I'm like, who can I contact <laughs> or find that knows him? I want to somehow get him to send a message to my husband. He would love that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, <laughs> you could just do what we did. Just go to go to his website. <laughs> Just go to his website. Maybe. I'd never <laughs> thought of that. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to ask you about the recording process itself. So uh, you have your character is unique because you do like extended secret conversations that uh, people can do. Did you record the conversations first or did you record like your attack lines and your barks first? Attacks are at the end because often we will do they want like 10 of a small you know noise where you're like and you just get little hits and um but sometimes then you'll go to medium and to large and once you get to large you just let loose and go nuts and so sometimes you are by the end of a four-hour session you're going to hurt your voice and that's okay you can recover from that but you want to make sure it's at the end of the session so you don't have more to record going forward with a scratchy voice or keep coughing or something um so do you have uh well obviously other than the dr mario and mario ones do you have any favorite uh tidbits or conversations that uh you've saved in your memory since then truly the mario ones i really <laughs> i even put those ones on my website because i was like i just love this mario oh, yeah. guy. and they're just really cute i just like that she's that Pitt is such a um he's a goof but then the girl comes in what is her name Veridi. Veridi. and she's so sassy so i love that there's different personalities in there so that because palatine is kind of even keel it's nice to add that. And so I love that with an even keel, calm attitude, she'll say snarky ass things. And it's <laughs> kind of fun. 
it's a great dynamic for sure. Um, I know that, uh, especially with the pandemic and everything, usually voice actors anyways, don't get to record um, off of the other people. Did you get a chance to meet either the voice actress for Veridi or Anthony? Yeah, Del both Rio? of them. They actually, uh, she was ahead of me, then it was me, and then it was him. So our sessions actually were right right near each other. So we got to meet coming and going, going, oh, hey, it's you. And um, <laughs> they're absolutely lovely. I have That's yet to meet cool. a voice actor that I haven't been impressed with. It's, it sucks that you have to be impressed when people are kind these days, but <laughs> in the in the acting world or in LA, it is surprising <laughs> when someone's just down to earth, you know, uh, and that's always the funny thing when a fan will write all excited and I'm like, I wish I could explain to you that I go to the sesh studio, I'm there for four hours and then I go home and clean my toilets, prep dinner, my <laughs> wife stuff. Like, <laughs> it's not, I'm not fancy. <laughs> so I appreciate the compliment, but I, I really want you to understand that I'm not, you know, I'm not like Beyonce doesn't go home and clean her toilets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sure as hell I'm not that. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's William, your favorite guy who does the mid-roll for this show. I hope you're enjoying the episode today, and I hope that you're looking forward to the rest of season two. We've got some really, really neat guests lined up for the rest of our episodes. You can find out who if you go to our Twitter at the S Rank Podcast. And if you're sick of your podcasts just being audio, well, we have solved your problem. If you go to our YouTube channel, Triple S Studios, my lovely co-host has uploaded a shortened version of this interview. So you can take a look at us laughing way too hard. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode and make sure you have enough water. People are not drinking enough water. I've watched it happen. People are just not drinking enough water. I could go on about this and I will. People are not drinking enough water. Drink some water. So in in total for the recording sessions for, uh, let's say, Smash 4 and Ultimate, how long do you think that took? The first session, the first very first one was three full days, and they, that were six-hour sessions. So those were I, – I was thrown in in the biggest job I could ever – that I've ever done. Every other session I've ever done is – I'd say two to four hours, um, depending on how many lines you have, how many fight scenes you have and whatever. If there's a lot of fight scenes, they'll make the session shorter and then they'll just have you come back the next day because it really surprisingly, like my sister, I've told her about my job and I, I recently was narrating a book and I'd be so tired after five hours of recording in here. I take kids to school, come here and do this. And she's like, how are you tired? You're sitting on your ass and you're reading words. <laughs> And I'm like, because it's so focused and it's so each word has to come out so perfectly. If there's a click or a weird sound in your mouth, you've got your set. I got a shelf up here of my sprays and my tea and my water and all the things because you have to. It's like driving on a windy road for five straight hours. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of work. All you're doing is sitting and pushing a button, but you're focused. And so you're exhausted. Yeah, it's, so I was it's, very exhausted after those f recording sessions, but uh, the other ones were much, not shorter. We just, I was more experienced by then. So they went faster. It's very much like mental exhaustion just takes over your whole body. Yeah. Um, I, I find that when I'm recording for this podcast in particular, I do like the mid roll in the middle of the podcast. Um, I find that exact same thing if my mouth is making a click noise i'm like i'm not taking that take i'm throwing it away i don't like it i'm so happy that we have like the live format because then i get to care a lot less 
Yeah. But the second I'm recording something afterwards, it's a whole other beast. Isn't it true? Yeah. Yep. And I don't know if you know this trick, but if you ever get that clicky sound in your mouth, uh, a Granny Smith apple, take a bite. And for whatever reason, the, the juices in that specific apple fixes it for a good, you're good for about 10 minutes. Because some days you just have a weird, territory. nice. Well, perfect. This I'm, free going free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Costco. I'm going to Costco. I go to Costco, or I steal from my neighbor's tree. <laughs> it must. It must be the astringency in it, like the the acidity yeah. and the dryness that it gives you. Yeah. Wow. I think so because the other apples don't work. I didn't have one recently, and so I went to the neighbor's yard and got uh, one of those little gra- uh, crab apples, the small ones. Oh, yeah. And I thought, well, it's bitter, so maybe that'll work. It didn't work. <laughs> I don't know what it is about those Granny Smiths? They're a dream. Interesting. Okay, I will definitely be trying that out. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Wow. When you got the call to come back and do Palutena's voice, were you were you all in? Were you just like, or or was that even the process? Yep. They they just my agent just called and said, hey, they want to do another recording. It was years later, and they just said they want to do another recording session for Palutena. And I was like, great. Um, And at that point, Allie gave it up. She went, no, I I, you you take it on. Um, And she's just. She's such a walking example of the whole industry of actors is that everyone's so willing to share. There's enough work for everyone. Uh, and she's like, no, no, no. You started your career with that role. You kicked ass. And she goes, I don't want to do it again. I got enough roles. Um, you keep this one. You keep going with this one because you're, you're doing it well. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so she's, it's been, it's really nice. It's, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. sweet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So if you're saying essentially... If there is a Kid Icarus Uprising sequel, we might be able to expect you. Yep. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's exciting. I'm yeah. sure lots of people will be happy to hear that. <laughs> I love it. I've so loved got getting into this side of the industry because I, I, I liked playing video games, but I never knew how deep people dive into the characters and into the, it's like real life for them. I love That's it. Yeah. I love it. And my husband's the it's... same way. And so it's opened up a side for him to me that I didn't used to get. I was like, oh, yeah, you like video games. Whatever. Play them. But it was just this. Like, Skyrim was his whole world for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. And that I was, was like, there. what do you care? It's not real. And he goes, how dare you say that? Yeah. Like, oh, my da- God, there's a like... civil war. <laughs> and I matter in this war. And and okay, okay. I'm so sorry. You're right. You're right. <laughs> So it gave me a great respect for it, and I actually enjoy, um, I actually enjoy playing. I had to get better at those, the the real people playing, where you move and you walk, and because I played Duke Nukem as a kid, but we had it on the Nintendo, so you go left or right or straight or back. You don't have right, the looking yeah. around stuff, and that's where I would I sucked, and so I had to keep practicing to get decent at that. Um, but I got decent watching my kid my four-year-old <laughs> she's playing when she's four and she's just like oh yeah did it, did it. i'm like how do kids know how to do this like it's second nature <laughs> i don't know and that. i'm practicing when she's at school so i can kick her ass when she gets home <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah totally i whenever i've tried to introduce people to video games that's almost always the big hurdle is like the almost like hand separation trying to move the camera and walk at the same yeah. time that's always the biggest struggle, yeah. Well, I relate to you quite a lot because we both play Palutena as pretty... I pretty much play her as my main, but he beats me all the time and I don't even <laughs> understand how he can even move his hands that fast. It doesn't make sense to me. I've been playing Smash Bros. since I was like... What was it? Like three or four? 
I don't know. I've I've had a lot of experience playing Smash Bros. So it's, it's got a very, it's very near and dear to me. And seeing, um, I I had just played Kid, Kid Icarus Uprising. Pit was added to br- uh, Brawl to Brawl. Yeah. That I played the original Kid Icarus, and then Pit was added to Brawl. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know the character looked like that. And then Kid Icarus Uprising came out. And then the next games and Smash came out, and then there was Palutena there, and I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I feel like lots of people were excited for Palutena to be added to the game. Oh, I'm so glad. That's awesome. The community is happy to have you. <laughs> well, I'm very so grateful. <laughs> but you're not just Palutena. You're also Zelda. How exactly mm-hmm. did that come about? Truth be told, I, I, I'm not into giving industry answers. I'll give you straight up. I was recording Palutena, and they're like, hey... Can you can you try Zelda? And I was like, oh. sure. They're like, here's a roll. They put it on the screen. So I read the line. They're like, yeah, a little bit more princessy. And I did it a little bit more princessy. And they're like, yep, yeah, good. And so I just did the lines, and that was it. Was just added to my session. Wow. It wasn't a whole exper- audition experience, whatever. And for some reason, that small amount of lines, that Zelda character, I can't believe how famous she is. How? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, and now, like, and Allie had warned me of that. She goes, "You're good," because her Final Fantasy stuff. She was recording that character for Final Fantasy. She's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. I gotta go get the dog out. I gotta pay my bills. I gotta whatever." And then the game comes out, and she's her whole career exploded. And she's like, "I had no idea what I was working on." <laughs> yeah. Yep. And things will surprise you because people are taken to characters that would surprise you that you never really realize. Yeah, a, a lot of people say that the Smash Ultimate incarnation of Zelda is one of their favorites. Um, when it comes to voice acting, design, gameplay. So I think it's really cool that you got to be that role that really cemented everything. And like, oh, people people love this incarnation of Zelda. They just love it. I'm so happy. I think you did amazing. Yeah. Thanks. That's really, really cool. Well, and... Hearing that kind of thing makes me give even, not that I would ever disrespect my work, but it makes me give more respect and more thought and more. And I have to say, when I did that original Palutena for Ali years and years ago, um, they it was the one and only time I've ever been sent the script. And I it was like 400 pages. <laughs> and I printed it out. I went through every word, every character, highlighted all my lines. I researched the shit out of it. I really cared. And because I wanted to do a really good job, and I thought the only way I can do that is if I'm inform- if I'm informed. And so then when I went in, it was too funny because they put up a line. I was like, "Oh, that's not my line. That's kids." And they're like, "How do you know this?" And I'm like, "Because I read the script." They're like, "Nobody reads the whole script. People just look at their own lines." And I was like, "I want to know what I'm getting into so I can do my very best because people pay money and play this, and it's part of their lives. And so the least I can do is my best." And uh, so I was very happy to do that. But it was interesting. I was very glad I did that because I knew nothing. So going in, being much more informed was really, really wise, actually, because uh, it gave respect to something that deserves respect. I think it definitely comes through. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, Something I didn't tell uh, this guy, Octopath Traveler is one of his favorite games, I would say. Yeah, it's really good. I love that. I have not played through it fully but i've played like a lot of the intros to different things i love that game it's beautiful it is pretty it's isn't it probably one of the better turn-based rpgs but i didn't tell him that you were in oh. it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so new information I, for him i found that out on my oh i love it as i was like. double checking like okay she's in she's in, <laughs> she's in <laughs> <Octopath> <laughs> <Trump>. yeah <laughs> 
I knew about the Stargate, Smash Bros, and I just saw Octopath on there. I'm like, oh my god, Aww. that's so cool. <laughs> Octopath and Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. And so you're credited, I think, at least on IMDb, as additional voices for those games. Um, where exactly do you know where we can hear you in, in the game? Do you just have... I, I really MCs? don't. So how those work is that you'll audition for one of the main characters. And if you don't get one of those, often if you are if you did a good job but your voice just doesn't suit it, they'll go, oh, well, this person knows what they're doing, even if they don't suit this role, so let's use them for smaller roles. Um, because often even when you're the, one of the lead characters, they're like, okay, you'll finish your work for the day. And they're like, can you just toss us a little girl in distress, uh, a mom crying or this or that because they just need different types of voices all over these games to fill in communities and um so i was just called in they're like so you didn't get the main role but they'd like you to do like 10 can you prepare 10 roles of like different ages little boys little girls some moms some screaming ladies some this and some that so i just go in and they'll just say do a bunch of you know stuff toward you know like a five-year-old girl how she would talk in this scenario in this scary scenario this happy scenario and so on and so forth so I sincerely don't know. There's no names for the characters. It was like Village Girl or you, uh, Lady in Combat or things like that is what I get told. So if I were to play it through, I'm sure I could grab little and go, oh, that was me or oh, that was me. And then I would know. Um, but I, I'm never given names or pictures for those ones. So I don't actually yeah, know what my characters were. So you put in a lot of research, obviously, to become Palutena. Did you know... Uh, much about Final Fantasy or Octopath before you started recording them? I knew nothing about Octopath, so I had to do my research. And then Final Fantasy, I knew enough just because Allie has her role, and so we're always talking about... She's always talking about the different... Um, like how different it was for her acting on that. And then Troy, who worked with... He was the guy role on there. He would often... He, they are friends as well, so he was over for dinner. And we're all talking about it one night. And it was interesting because both of them said the same thing as I felt when I was recording. It's a different experience with that game. That game feels like... Like the Bible of all games is how they feel about their game. And it... The secrecy and the direction i've never been more accurately directed often they're like uh make her sad okay a little less sad okay a little more sad whereas in in any directing with them or with me it was so exact they knew exactly what they wanted and what they didn't want it and they it was just so on it was such a well-oiled machine i've just never worked for a company and the sessions where you'd be scheduled for four hours you'd get out in one because they know what they want they get you done and you go home and you're like okay it was just done so well and so fast and so uh it's like they've been working on this now. for so long um so i i really loved it um i loved that i do love an experience where uh they really know what they want i understand when they don't because they're learning as we go we're figuring it out but um i often work on a game called um oh jesus arena of valor um oh yeah and uh i'm I think I'm like four of the main characters on that one. And I've been working on it for about six or seven years. And that one too, the, we've been working on it for so long that anytime they call, I just did a session because we, my sessions start at 8 p.m. my time because we're patching through to China and it's morning for them. So we, I just did one last night and the director's name is Michael and he 
one of those guys that if he's just he's trying to direct you to something going no she's not that scared but she's she's because you know those things where it's like she's confident but she's terrified but she's this but she's that and you're like what the hell do you want from me (laughs) (laughs) so if he's not getting through he'll just go this is how i want you to say it and he'll give me an exact line read and i'm like bless you thank you (laughs) just give me a line read i'm not offended by line reads i'm not getting what you're trying to tell me (laughs) and arena valor that I know the name and I know the game. I'm just trying to remember it. Is that the uh, MOBA app? Is that yeah. the one on your phone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have played that before. I'm, I'm, I must have heard your voice before. Now, now I'm trying to like yeah. think of characters. I've definitely heard you. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to pay for this house, you know, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So jumping back to Palutena, of course, do you have a favorite like battle line that you were saying like an ability of hers that was really fun to record for either smash 4 or ultimate i know you want to say so something. so so we'll list <laughs> if you don't remember them we'll we'll list them off yeah, for you because because we know yeah <laughs> okay so you've got my personal favorite explosive flame you've got auto reticle you've got celestial fireworks <laughs> you've got jump glide and you've got one more i think oh oh you've got warp and Reflect. Reflect. And counter. Counter. Nope. Yeah. Explosive flame. You nailed it on the first one. Oh my yes! gosh. For years, awesome. my husband and I would my use favorite. that at each other. Oh, he would he would annoy me or something, and I'd just yell across the house to try and lighten the mood. Explosive flame! And he would joke, or he'd be in the bathroom yelling that, thinking he's funny. Oh my god. Because I just, I loved recording that so much because I got to really scream it. And I'm like, what a funny line. You could use this in so many inappropriate places. I love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to Aaron earlier, uh, kind of thinking back to you saying uh, Jump Glide in Smash 4. Um, <laughs> and the way that I remember it, it just kind of sounded like you were going through the recording and had done it a couple times and were getting really into it, just enjoying how fun that line was. Because yep. you sound so happy in that line. Just jump glide! <laughs> jump glide! You end, so end up sweating a lot. You're Yo, moving yeah. and it's physical and you're just losing your breath and you're it's, it gets really fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you uh, ever, after the game was released or whenever it came out, did you go and watch the Palutena reveal trailer? Yes. Yes. Uh, I actually was sent that by a cousin in Kelowna who's a huge gamer. And he goes, how did you not tell me about this? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, I find out from fans or from my family. <laughs> uh, I know oh, I should probably so dive nice. deeper daily or put some, I don't know. I guess you can put something in Google that if your name comes up. It sends you an email. I just learned about that. I got to get better at the technical side of things because that's the creative side is where I love and I flourish. The technical side is makes me crazy. <laughs> it's not not my vibe. Fair enough. Yeah. Totally <laughs> <laughs> when you do hear yourself, when you do hear the lines as either Palutena or Zelda or any of your other video game characters, uh, what what is your sort of general reaction to that? How do you sort of feel about hearing yourself? My thought since the day I, w- I th- since I was like 14 has always been I don't sound as young in my head as I do on an answering machine or when I see games or anything. When I hear things back, I'm like, I sound like a child. But in my head, I don't. I sound like a woman. So it's that's the only thing I've ever, because I know a lot of people don't like the sound of their own voice. 
Remember answering machines when you're kids and people are like, I don't sound like that. Yeah. (laughs) You do. You exactly sound like that. (laughs) Yeah. I've definitely had to get used to uh, dealing with editing my own voice. Yeah. Because I I, I edit this podcast and, uh, God, that's been weird for me. I didn't really do much for recording and stuff like that. Like, I I did, like, amateur voice acting at best for, like, uh, (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons when I'd be playing with my friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But then I started... After he started doing a lot of uh, the voice acting, I started making these little uh, audio cutscenes for fun. I've talked about these before, so I won't go on about it. But um, I had to learn a lot from what he was teaching me about voice acting. Yeah. And then we started getting voice actors on the show. And I'm like, yeah, so how, how does this work? It's just for me. I'm it's not, just for me. I'm not at a place where I should be teaching anyone. Let's just say. any Anything, any information that you're getting from classes is helping in the long run because I'm not taking any. Oh, I love it. <laughs> No, you just, you have to remember that no one hears you the way you do. No one's judging you as harshly as you are. Um, They're just listening to the words. And I actually, every year, uh, for the last seven years, I've done, there's the porn awards in L.A., and I do the nominees for it. So I pre-record the nominees. And then on the night, the event, I, it's called The Voice of God. So I'm in there going, you know, please welcome to the stage and please take your seats and all of this. And what's funny is the first year I was so nervous because your voice is the loudest one in the whole room. Um, and you think you're being paid so much attention to? Nobody's paying attention to you. <laughs> I had to say sit down like six times and, you know, all this. No one's listening. You're the loudest thing in the It's like a parent in a room yelling. No one's listening. The louder you are. It's so funny. Well, that's an interesting gig. How did you get that oh, one? Oh, <laughs> God, it's so much fun. The red carpet. I've never been to more fun red carpet in my life. It's so <laughs> funny. The shit so these fun. people wear. Woo. It's amazing. Um, oh, it's one of my favorite jobs every year in January. And then in we go do the Miami one every We just did it two weeks ago. Um, and, uh, oh, it's just so much fun. And what's cool about that industry is that people are really nice to each other. It's re- they're really supportive of each other. And, um, you know, there's a lot of hot messes, but they're still kind. Everyone was really kind to me. (laughs) Yes, I. Well, that is even more insight for that. That's because I didn't find that on your IMDb. So no, no, that's not there. There I put it there. I'm not shy, but um, no, it's just not. It's never been on there. But that one I got because just a friend of mine um, in LA. She was like, my friend is starting to do these award shows, and they're looking for someone to voice this and that. And I was like, oh, so I sent him an audition and. Now him and I have become, like, really, really good friends, and, um, you know, you've, that's the thing in this industry. You don't know any strangers. People really get to know each other and care about each other. Um, so, yeah, that's one of my favorite jobs every year. Oh, yeah, that sounds so fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of the names, Lord have mercy. I, I have to laugh and then record and then laugh and then record because they're so funny. Oh, that's so good. Oh, bad. <laughs> Um, so you are, um, doing voice jobs now, I suppose, in your home studio. Yep. So a lot of voice actors have had this sort of transition from going to places to go do their lines. And then, um, now because of the pandemic, we have all all just sending off auditions. How do you find that you've been working that transition? Thankfully, really well. Um, so the first six months of, uh, of 22, what year is it? 21? Yeah. So 20 for six months of 2021, 20. I, we wanted to move, but it wasn't going to make sense for my career because I was working in studios so much. And I actually truly prefer working in the studios because then you're with people and it 
I love, I'm definitely an extrovert. I, I'm lifted by people and my energy is lifted by being around people. And so this was a hard shift for me to keep the energy going. So I always have my light on light. I play music loud. Um, I rap alongside Eminem to warm my voice up, things like that, just to keep the energy going in the room because it's just dead air in here. There's no sound. And so it's so odd to do a job that is so shared and so for people, but so lonely. Um, so I've really had to find a way to make that. That's also why I wanted to make this studio large and playful in here so that it's an inspired place <clears throat> to keep my energy up. I'll do jumping jacks sometimes before I start recording just to make sure I'm keeping that up. Um, but yeah, no, we wanted to move, but it wasn't going to make sense. And then suddenly they got super strict with COVID and wouldn't let us come into the studio. So we had to do, so my husband quickly built me a, he's a carpenter. And so he quickly built me a studio, um, at home there and I was working from there. And then we both said, why don't we, if this is working and this is, you know, the way it is kind of now, let's just, let's go. And so last year, October 1st, oh no, we came to this town in August, fell in love. It's called Fort Collins. I don't know if you've, I'd never even heard of it until last summer. Um, but a friend of a friend, it's nor it's the very top of Colorado, uh, an hour outside of Denver. And a friend of a friend moved here with their kids in LA. We didn't really know them, but we knew of them sort of. And they sent a video just going, this is where we're living. This place is incredible. And we're like, let's go on a road trip. I'm sick of being in the house. So we road tripped out here, fell in love with this place in a minute and bought a house that week, hauled ass back to LA, sold our house and moved back the next month. <laughs> wow. We did not wow. mess around. What a process. We were done. <laughs> Um, and then the first thing my husband did in this house was, well, which was nice is that he actually went to Warner Brothers. He was working on the lot there building something. So he went to um, the sound studio and asked if the guy who built the sound studios happens to work there. And he did. So he walked my husband through every single step on how to build a real sound studio That's and so all cool. the layers and the things you need, the things you don't need. And then by the end of the day, they enjoyed each other. And by the end of the day, he asked, he offered my husband a job to work with him. And he's like, I'm moving. I'm sorry. But thank you for the information <laughs> oh wow <laughs> that is that is so convenient oh yeah oh, and so he built this as soon as I, we got here and i started working and thankfully the you know internet so far has been strong for the most part um and so i just set myself up entirely and then just it, because of covid it's really shown studios that people can work well from home um to this day, they prefer you to come in because to be directed in person, there's just something about being in person with somebody that's different. Um, yeah. Humans are connected to energy. So it's an energy thing with people. But with Zoom and stuff, we've all really adapted and learned how to do this well. Truly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our podcast, I think, has gone just like through so much evolution just because of COVID. Yeah. Um, we yeah. wanted to do this like way back in 2018 and back then we were able to be in the same studio and we're finally back to a point where we can be together again yeah, it's, it's and different energy, a nice place sure. so, it, so it's, yeah. it's i just want to say i know we're reaching the end of our time here it's been just such a delight talking to you you're just yeah. such uh you're such a wonderful person to talk to you're so sweet thank <laughs> you your energy just completely comes through every way just like you're you're acting in person <laughs> you like you making your studio the way it is, I can tell it's working. You've always got the energy. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, and hey, and if you ever want to interview Allie, just reach out and I'll I'll bug her. I'll tell her, hey, these boys want to talk to you. Absolutely. That'd well, be amazing. I, <laughs> if you could set that up for us, <laughs> yeah. that, would, that would be great. We won't say no. I'll totally. We will definitely not say no. All right. I'll, 
I'll text her right now. We'll stay in oh, touch. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, god, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Um. Just before we let you go, do you have any upcoming projects at the moment that you want to plug if you're able uh, to talk on them? Nah. That's the part that I hate is that I'd love to talk and I'm not allowed. Ah, I'm truly not allowed. NDAs. I have. I know, and I. I know. I, I've done. I. Con- I'm constantly doing Arena of Valor like every month. So that one's just sort of an ongoing. There's nothing to tell. The the fights just keep getting bigger i guess <laughs> i don't know yeah. <laughs> um, but some other stuff there is the only i can't say anything more about it except the word halo okay we will take that with a grain of salt there's there's future halo happening. i'm already freaking out there is <laughs> i love halo <laughs> they said if you have interviews the only thing you can say is the week. word <laughs> sorry sweetie okay. what did you say Oh, I was just saying that we're going to make a theory video on what that could be now, and, and that'll come out next week, so stay tuned. I'm getting so much shit. <laughs> well, I, I can see, too, how they work for, like, I've learned they've worked for, like, eight years on a game before you ever see the light of day, and that, to keep it updated and to keep it, you know, modern is I'm just blown away by what they can do. And so I understand why, you know, we come in for a week and record, but they've been on this for years. Yeah, it's it's really it's really people's livelihoods on the line, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really special to them. So I really insist on um honoring that and respecting that because it comes through, I think, Absolutely, in the yeah. acting, but also people love feeling respected and seen in their work. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Brandy, thank you so much for joining us. We've been so happy to have you and have you answer all of our crazy questions. I'm honored. (laughs) So honored. Oh, I'm honored. You guys, you just lifted my whole day. This is so nice. What a treat. Uh, Before we let you go, uh, where can our listeners find you on social media? Um, oh, if you or if so you want I, them to find you, you can stay private if you want. That's no, also an option. I'm on tw- so I have Twitter. I never ever go on and type stuff like say my opinion for the day on Twitter, but I have an open Twitter account that's just my name um, that I get messages and I reply to. So I use that for that. But I don't. Instagram is just you know for family pictures of my kids. Um, I know I need to get better at that. I know the world of that is huge, and my agent is a little up my ass about it. It's just not. <laughs> I'm just so, I don't know. I guess I'm old. I'm old-fashioned. I just don't. I, I There's part of me that thinks that nobody will care if I post something. Um, well, the Smash Bros. community will care, trust me. They're, care, going, really? they're going to run. We care. We love you. <laughs> That's really sweet. Okay. Well, if there's things to post that are they're worth it, I'll, I'll create a... Uh, a thing. My girlfriend, a girl, a girl, another girlfriend in voice in LA just started hers. She was against it too. She's like, I don't, who's going to care? And suddenly people are caring. And she's like, oh, okay. So it's just a hard feeling to self-promote. It feels odd. I don't enjoy it that does. feeling. <laughs> but if you do have people that give a damn and want to hear from you or whatever, then why not? I'm happy to share that. So I'll, I'll do that in the future. But for now, you can find me on Twitter and I will always respond. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much, Brandy. No I hope worries. you have a great rest of your day. And yeah, we'll definitely uh, stay in touch, maybe for another conversation in the future. Or if you, yeah, if you want to send our name over to Allie. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a reason to put makeup on today, and I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> now I'll pick my it. kids up and they'll say, What are you doing all day? <laughs> Mama, you look decent. <laughs> But yeah, it was lovely talking to you. I'll talk to you anytime you want. And I will absolutely 
text Allie after this. I actually texted her before because uh, one of your questions was so cute. Um, what is your relationship like with her? And the way that oh, I yeah. read that, I text her and I'm like, I'm going to tell them it's contentious. You're a bitch. We don't support each other. We don't love each other. <laughs> you did everything you could so that I didn't get the role. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's oh, so funny. <laughs> She'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, next week, we'll hear what Allie has to say about Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it'll be so much fun if she says shit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again so much. And you have a great rest of your day. And we will possibly talk again anytime thank you so much boys it was lovely talking to you it was great talking to you too before you go could we get an explosive flame oh yes <laughs> oh how did she explosive flame yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're so sweet thank you guys thank I'll you, talk you so later. Much. have a great bye. day bye, bye. <laughs> hey everyone it's that time of the episode again the end of the episode. Again. It is season two now, so that makes this ending a little bit better. I know what you're thinking. William, you do the mid-roll. Why are you at the end roll? Well, anyways, I just wanted to thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of season two and let you know a little bit about our schedule going forward. We're going to be releasing new episodes bi-weekly on Fridays, and we'll also be uploading short versions of our episodes to our YouTube channel. Triple S Studios. And if you need any more info, you can also check out our website, triple studios.ca. And just because it's a special outro, I'm going to leave you guys with a cool fact. Did you know that at one point, tulips were more expensive than gold? Yet another investment opportunity that I completely missed. Anyways, have a wonderful day. Enjoy your commute or your sleep whatever you're doing while you're listening to the podcast, and have a great, great day or night.